Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bavarian Podcast Works. Tom Adams here today for another flagship episode of our podcast show. And get ready for this, folks, because it's been a while. Um, I know that so many fans have probably been clamoring for this. And by that, I mean, it's all just in my head uh, and my guest's head, or I should say my co-host head here. But for today, I am joined by the one, the only schnitzel. I know that we like to say we're a uh, you know self-acclaimed fan favorite, but we have a lot of fun together. It's been too long, in my opinion. I am joined by him today, halfway across the globe for this episode. So I got to ask, you know, Happy New Year. But Schnitzel, how are you doing halfway across the globe? I know it's been a hot minute since we've linked up. Yes, it has. And a lot has changed. Uh, Happy New Year to you as well. Thank or you, should I you. say, frohes neues Jahr or frohes neues, as they say, around these parts since right now I'm in Germany yes, and yes. I moved right around New Year's time and I'll be here for quite a while now. And for all of you listening and wondering where exactly I am in Germany, I am currently in Dortmund. And that also means that I will be able to watch a few, quite a few Bundesliga games this season, hopefully get, you know, a few tickets and possibly even write an article, you know, covering one of these games. Behind but, enemy lines, you could say. <laughs> I could be scouting the enemy, you know, and giving <laughs> useful intel to Bayern for usage. For all you know, I could be Brazo's spy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, it's uh, a pleasure to be with you here again in the pod. And I hope you're doing fine because it's freezing there, I surmise. And, you know, it's probably crazy the temperatures in the usa so yeah good old 30 degrees so somewhere uh below 10 degrees uh celsius for what you're used to so yeah yeah that good stuff you know but as long as there's no snow on the ground that i have to get out there and snow blow and shovel um, i'm not complaining yeah 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 here it's around five not too bad but like it might get you know below below zero in the coming weeks so i'm just prepping for that but otherwise (laughs) Otherwise, it's all good, you know. Nothing compared to what people like, you know, Chuck are facing on a regular basis, oh, and yeah. probably Phil as well. Yeah, good old uh, Pennsylvania Philly Chuck. When I can always bash <laughs> him about the Sixers and whatnot. But anywho, Schnitzel, like it's been it's been a while, but it's so funny because I, I feel like I said on the last episode I was on, we haven't had Bayern football or Germany football because of the fact that they just uh, fared so horrendously at the World Cup for what seems like forever, yet there is never a shortage of topics to talk about. Um, And I think a lot of you are expecting what I'm about to bring up right now, but Schnitzel just, it kind of seemed a little bit out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, Bayern announced the signing of Daily Blind on a free transfer from AFC Ajax all of a sudden. And now we have to add in, Right around the same time, you know, we knew that with Morocco at the World Cup, uh, New Saramas Rally was having some fitness issues coming off of an injury. And that was a point of concern for a lot of Bayern fans who were paying attention to his exploits with uh, Morocco in the World Cup because his manager, the Morocco national team manager, had spoken about the issues that he was having with fitness. Uh, and lo and behold, we come to find out after uh, certain scans and tests, we find out he has pericarditis and schnitzel am i saying that right or did i butcher it you are saying that right so we uh much like when we can all remember when alfonso davies was diagnosed with a a bout of myocarditis there currently isn't a precise timetable to how long masrawi will be out for so it 
it almost seemed like the two things happened in very, very quick succession, Schnitzel, where we got this uh, announcement of the uh, Masrawi diagnosis um, and then the announcement of the Daily Blind transfer becoming official and the press release and all the photos, you know, the uh, holding of the jersey, the picture next to uh, Salihamidzic, uh, Oliver Kahn. Those all seems to come very quickly. And, and now all of a sudden we have a very experienced very versatile defender that's been there, done that in the Champions League. There's won the Europa League, the Eredivisie multiple times, the FA Cup with Manchester United, runners-up in the World Cup with the Netherlands, I believe it was in 2014, uh, in Brazil. Been there and done that on the biggest stages. So yet another experienced, versatile player that can play as a center back, as a left back, even as a central defensive midfielder. So, Schnitzel, just kind of like your quick reaction. I mean, did this one kind of catch you off guard? even given the news that we found out about uh, Masrawi? So out of nowhere and all of a sudden are terms that can be used to describe pretty much many of Bayern's transfers because... Right, exactly. That's the same thing to myself. Business. So it basically means that if we don't know much about the transfer and if it just pops out of nowhere, it's probably a good transfer because Bayern likes to keep these th things discreet and they love doing it, you know, behind the scenes, just getting the job done. And... By the time someone like Christian Falk or someone gets to know about it, it's probably, you know, done and dusted and wrapped up by them and probably yeah. just, you know, the minutiae that have to be ironed over. So I guess Brazo probably has been plotting this move from during the World Cup itself. And I suspect that the Bayern management have also been scouting the player for quite some time because... uh Despite Mazrawi, you know, Mazrawi's condition, like I'll just remind you that uh, Daily Blind is primarily a left back. So he isn't like a like for like Mazrawi replacement. But that being said, he can obviously also play at right back because he's versatile and all that. But also, I think the club has finally addressed a very important issue. And that is Davies doesn't have a good left back backup. And yeah. I'm saying that because it just, it's really terrible to just stick Hernandez up there whenever Davies is out because Hernandez himself is a centre-back mainly and he is Bayern's and probably the world's best left centre-back on his day. And that is undeniable. So yes. if we have to really take one player out of his best position in order to fill the gap in another, it just seems sort of, you know... Uh, detrimental to the rest of the team setup. So I think this is a very important situation that has been addressed and Daily Blind should do really well as a left back backup, especially after Davies is back, you know, and fully fit because he did look a bit fatigued after the World Cup and, you know, Canada's uh losses to various teams. I hope Bayern players in general are doing, you know, well mentally in that regard. But that being said, yeah, I'm just really, you know, thrilled that Bayern have taken care of that situation and I'm I can't wait to see what Daily Blind does for this team. Not to mention either, but we see all the writings on the wall. I mean, Benjamin Pavard has one foot out the door, Byron. And I think we can all uh, agree it's become very clear that he wants to be leaving the club this summer. And, you know, he's kind of approaching it from the standpoint of he's won everything he could possibly win in a short frame of time, you know, since he joined Bayern from Stuttgart. And let's remember winning the World Cup with France in that same time period in 2018 in Russia. So I can kind of see where he's coming from, but you know, we've had all these bouts of his disagreements with Julian Nagelsmann playing time, you know, having a preference to being used as a center back, like he was during his tenure at Stuttgart instead of a right back. But 
Yeah. Oftentimes, I, he, it's putting those puzzle pieces had, together. And as you mentioned, Daily Bun could cover there, too. And now if you have Masrawi um, out for a considerable spell, we don't really know exactly what the timetable is like there. Um, Pavard, you know, maybe this is even looking even further forward. Yeah. Pavard also, uh, not to remind, uh, uh, you know, everyone who is listening, like probably, you know, already know about this. We covered in some of the articles. He also had some major disagreements with Didier Deschamps. You yeah, know, France manager, and that is probably why he did not get to feature much in the World Cup because he his attitude was questioned and his uh, body language scrutinized during the World Cup. So mm-hmm. I don't really think that he is doing himself any favors with this sort of behavior. And uh, I guess with Bayern, things like you know, uh, body language and communication, and you know how the player behaves on and off the pitch, they're very important as we've seen over the years. So yes. if your player is not carrying some, uh, himself properly, and if the mindset is that you know it's always one foot out the door, then Bayern is more likely to you know pull the trigger and just sell the player than not. And we already have seen this sort of a situation, this kind of a situation with James Rodriguez before, you know, mm-hmm. the player who's always had his sights set on Madrid, and he treated this like a stepping stone almost, which is kind of insulting to many at that time. So yeah. it, it it does leave a bitter taste in my mouth, especially because Pavard is such a good player, like on his day, he can do really well. And it's just sad that right when he's doing excellently for Bayern, especially in the beginning of the season, he already seems to, you know, want to go elsewhere. So, I mean, good luck to him, you know, trying to win silverware elsewhere in a team that gives him, you know, uh, playtime at center back because honestly, I don't think he's half as good a center back as he is a right back. I would have to agree, and it's tough to kind of, you know, obviously I, I remember a lot of him when he was with Stuttgart, but you know, predominantly I'm watching Bayern matches. So, and it's that season uh, or his last season they got relegated. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and that was when I remember that Union Berlin beat them and then uh, clinched their promotion. Uh, to the Bundesliga, but then for him, it's just like, you know, I, I remember seeing on Twitter, it was like the uh, SpongeBob meme, you know, the one where he's getting up from the uh, the chair, like, I, I'm a head out. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like Pavard, <laughs> whether he wins or loses, you know, this uh, relegation playoff or promotion yeah. playoff, if you will, like it didn't matter the result for him because he was going to, to Bayern uh, the season after. But, you know, it, it's, it's hard, but like, objective evidence because, right, Schnitzel, he's, featured so often as uh, for us as a right back as opposed to a center back while there have been times he's done the latter we're so used to seeing him uh, as a right back and I think amongst the Bayern fan base you have some relatively split opinions obviously we all know he's capable of uh, well first off when he scores it's only a worldie or a header there's yeah. no in between there's no like simple tap-ins or I mean, anything like that it's always talk a about a player who, whose entire career has been built on just one goal you know <laughs> like <laughs> from from nowhere like i'm pretty sure like half more than like three three-fourths of the Bayern fan base and not just the Bayern fan base like probably people from around the world hadn't even heard of his name before like you know he featured for uh france against argentina in that specific game where he scored you know yeah with the outside of his boot, an amazing volley. And then after that, the sky was the limit. He was on all the papers. And then before you know it, he's already joined Bayern. And it just felt dizzying at that time. But right now, I don't know. I just feel like we have an amazing, you know, option in Mazraoui. So we shouldn't be too bothered about him leaving because 
even if he's gone, we already have a very, very dependable option. And with Blind and the experience he brings, and not only the the experience, but the versatility, which Julian Nagelsmann uh, and uh, Salih Hamidic have spoke about how much they love, you know, he, like, addressing, uh, not, maybe not the elephant in the room, but I know that I spoke about it on the last episode of the podcast I was on, just like the sheer congestion of the schedule. Uh, and not to kind of say that and, and approach it from a like, oh, here we go, because we want to be pushing across all three fronts. And I know a lot of Bundesliga and Bayern fans and German football fans still agree with the fact that we actually do have a legitimate winter pause because the players do need that. But let's be real. You know, when we come back, Schnitzel, it's every three to five days that these guys are playing. And it is emotionally taxing, physically taxing, mentally taxing, and I'm sure even spiritually taxing. But we are going to need that depth and not only the depth, but the experience. So I want to get, a, a, you know, an idea yeah. from you. Do you think with Blind, uh, so let's say uh, for the sake of the argument, Masrawi misses um at least let's say he misses up through the two legs against PSG because wow. what well, hey, I'm just trying to no, no, no. Now, you I might mean, know with your medical expertise you might know better than I do the difference between pericarditis and myocarditis the uh, reason how they I reacted the in that way was not because what you said was unrealistic it's just because I'm trying to still come to terms with the possibility of him missing both legs which is like really scary you know I just yeah Oh, oh, I would much rather that not happen, especially on the evidence and merit of how well he has particularly played in the big matches in the Champions League, particularly Barcelona at home when Pavard had to come off injured. I still think that was Howie's best performances. Probably most Bayern fans and me as well in his style of play and with the way he's played this season is that obviously he's been a revelation, you know, attacking, you know, moving forward and in the attack as a right back because we've always wanted an offensive right back option. And since Joshua Kimmich always wants to play in midfield, we couldn't really stick him out at the right. So we needed someone, you know, some someone like Philip Lam, but we never really had someone like that since Lam retired. So mm-hmm. Mazrawi comes and he does excellently, you know, in the right back, attacking, so offensive, so good at dribbling in tight spaces. Almost like a right-hand-sided Davies, but like slightly skinnier. And with the defensive front, he really, really impressed me. Like with his blocks, his tackling, and his spatial awareness. Like with Benjamin Pavard, the thing is, he usually stays back. But when he ventures forward, he is not quick enough to come back in time to, you know, make the blocks. But with Mazrawi, he also has the pace to burn. So it's almost like the right back that we've always wanted for a very long time. So with him possibly gone, the situation suddenly looks like dire and I think Bayern's approach to this would probably be you know playing uh Davies on the left and Pavard on the right if he stays and if he's gone it's probably going to be Blind on the right so, so I I would toss this question to you uh, specifically on Blind because of the fact that he was the transfer that caught us uh, a little off guard especially yep. if you had seen like for me I definitely we were uh, all remember- blindsided by it or rather, yeah. <laughs> and then everyone's saying uh, blinded by uh, delight, you know, a play on words of yes. Delix's uh, last name for when the two of them are in the, the the starting lineup together or at least on the pitch at the same time and, you know, have good performances together. But I definitely I think most people are in the same boat of finding out about the blind transfer before the, the Masrawi diagnosis of the pericarditis. Um, but 
just just to kind of lodge this question to you, Schnitzel, what do you see? So let's say a 15 match sample, um, and this includes all competitions. So Bundesliga, DFA, Pokal, and the Champions League. What do you see most of from the minutes that Blind is going to get? Uh, backup left back, uh, center back, or right back, or even perhaps even a little bit in defensive midfield. I don't want to, uh, or central midfield. I don't want to take away minutes from your boy Sabitzer. Um, because he's got to get some time too in that with uh, Kimmich yeah. <laughs> and uh, Goretzka. Let's be real. So, um, so, what do you see most of like Blin just filling in at left back for the time being, or maybe some right? I back? think it really depends on Pavar's situation. So, if Pavar stays, because well, let's remember too, we have one less center back. So it's basically just that is very uh, Delict and Upamakano, um, and Blind can play center back if you need be as well Absolutely. as Pavar. Yes. I mean, if Pavard stays, then we wouldn't have to worry about the right-back option, at least till the end of the season. But if he doesn't, you know, in the worst-case scenario, he goes to PSG, our direct rivals, who are <laughs> a major possibility, you know, the Champions League. That's going to be awful, you know, playing against Pavard. He just leaves and joins them. But they are interested in signing him, and so are other clubs around Europe, including... I think, uh, yeah, Barcelona. Barcelona, too, right? yeah. But like, I, don't, I can't take them seriously at this point, you know. They're probably <laughs> interested in every player, so they don't really count. That being said, if he does join some other club, it's going to be uh, bad. But I think Daly Blind will most probably play as a right-back because we don't really have another option given Mazraoui is going to be out. Well, but once Maz is back, you know... Really? Think- so wait, so even if... Uh- Pavard stays through the winter and leaves in the summer. You think Blind is going to be getting no, no, no more minutes? I, I, I meant if Pavard's gone in the winter, then Blind probably. Oh, won't. okay, okay, okay. But, I got you. But no, because that is also a possibility. You know, clubs are interested in also signing him in the January transfer window. But or how about this had... schnitzel for a dad joke? Do you think uh, Pavard was a little bit blindsided <laughs> by this transfer? <laughs> I am not sure about that. You probably ought to. Ask ask him, you know, in you know, <laughs> blind sided. Yeah, blind sided, yeah, in that accent. Or, you know, once Pavard transfer, you just go Pavard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Sorry for those of you that don't like dad jokes. Because uh, yeah. you just got like uh you just got like a triple whammy in a span of like five seconds there. No. <laughs> Apologies from from the two you know, dads at BFW. Yeah, like the, the two that just aren't and, even dads, but I mean, love dad jokes. We need, we need, we need people who deputize for Chuck and Phil when they're not here. You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, coming back to the point, uh, Pavar, if he stays, then he plays at right back, and Blind is our left back backup option, and I think he's pretty solid. You know, in there, and you know, to be very, to be very honest, if. Uh, Upamakano and Delict, obviously, they cannot play every single minute of every single game. I think he could also get significant minutes at the centre-back option, but predominantly at the left centre-back role because he is more of a left-sided player. So I see him splitting minutes between the wing-back spot and the central defence. So that's what I see him, him doing. I don't think he's getting a single minute in midfield. Not a single minute. Oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. They're already stacked. We're super stacked, and there's going to be a lot of disagreements already given our transfer situation. And you have a player like Conrad Lima who's joining most probably in the summer, so that's just going to turn, turn things even more sour. So I, I'm pretty sure every single midfielder at Bayern right now is thinking, I need to show the club, you know, how valuable I am to them and how indispensable I am in the coming months because it is a scrap basically. It's a scrummage, and 
if Limer does join, that's like five midfielders. One of them is definitely leaving. I, unfortunately, I think that midfielder is probably Zabitzer if Limer joins because I don't think Bayern's going to have five midfielders. But that being said, Nagelsmann could also, you know, throw a wrench in there and, you know, change the formation completely, playing three midfielders instead of two and benching, mm. dare I say, Thomas Miller, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, and that is, it's, yeah. you mentioned that and all of the fact of all but one of the FC Bayern München midfielders have to deal with the fact that they play on the same team as the absolute in, like indestructible energizer bunny that is Joshua Kimmich. Like exactly. the, man, the man seems like just like completely impervious to fatigue. Like he just never needs rest despite, you know, our very own uh, Chuck Smith always advocating for Kimmich to get more rest so that he doesn't get burnt out both mentally and physically. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually worried about Chuck for that matter because I don't want, you know, Kimish just turning up at his door one time, John Wick style. I just really hope, <laughs> you know, he's he more careful about such statements because, yeah, that guy can get mad. And also, not just that, he is a player who has logged in a spot in the midfield. Like, even in the World Cup, I think he was one of Germany's brightest players. All things considered, he is always the first name on Bayern's team sheets. So, yeah. Hard to see that change anytime soon. So it just spells bad luck for the other midfielders. And I don't think Gravenberg's role is in any real danger because he is very young, has a very high ceiling, amazing quality. And I think he will get to show what he has in the years to come. Unfortunately, that's not the case with Zabitzer, who is already 28. And I really love the player. And it's amazing what he's done to his gameplay. You know, he's changed himself completely to fit the team. He is more of an AM slash box to box eight, where he thrives as a box to box player. He is very, very well known for his shots from outside the box, you know, the long range curlers that he hits and the, uh, you know, knuckle, 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 knuckle shots that he takes with so much expertise. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just unfortunate that he can't do that for Bayern because now he either has to play as a defensive midfielder to allow Gimmich to move forward, or Nagelsmann just plays him at, you know, fullback. Yeah, which, we have seen by that. Which, <laughs> by which point I'm just like, you know, crying in a corner. So it's just, I guess, it's not a very good situation for players like him, but there's not much we can do about it because Goretzka is also there. So, you know, I mm-hmm. think it's going to be a real scrap in the summer. Yeah. I would have to agree with you. And I mean, all things considered too, like it's pretty much all of those who aren't in Kimmich, they do seem to wind up having uh, injury bouts. So especially with this uh, severe congestion to the schedule in the Rukunda coming up across all three fronts, we will need all that added depth. But yeah, you're absolutely right, especially with Conrad Limer joining the mix just after Gravenberg had joined uh, this summer. It's It's almost like it's uh, FC Bayern, like Ajax (laughs) lately. It's like the theme. It's like, who are we going to wind up looking at from them next? And you remember we were connected with uh, Anthony for a while before he inevitably wound up joining Manchester United. Thank God for that. (laughs) Yeah, the, uh, the Brazilian player. So yeah, very yeah. interesting. I just kind of like I, I feel bad. I had even like kind of like uh, forgotten about Gravenberg for a little bit there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like another midfielder who and he's been like, what do I have to do to get more minutes? Because exactly. I just feel like I'm doing everything very right. well during all the starts. Honestly, OK, here's the hot take for you. I think that given Bayern's injury situation, so Sadio Mane is out effectively for another two months, I, I believe, like uh 
was it a fracture? I guess he sustained a fracture, right? Something, yeah. It was with his yeah, uh, knee, I think, uh, yes. fibular, uh, fibular something. I'm pretty sure it was a fracture. Yeah, and so, um, he Sadio maybe Mane. will be ready for PSG. Is like the uh, the latest that Hopefully. we've heard on that front. Yeah, he's very clutch in Champions League, so I really hope he is. But given the injury situation of the squad, you know, Sadio Mane may or may not be ready. I'm not sure if Kingsley come on. Like he was training with the uh, with the Bayern guys, but you know, he probably is fatigued after the World Cup. And uh, with the rest of the squad, like Serge Gnabry is hit and miss. And, you know, Leroy Zane, I really hope he kickstarts the same way he did in the Hinrunda because that was unbelievable. But the World Cup may have basically taken a dent at so many of these players, you know, mentality and sort of composure overall. So, you know, given the squad and the injury situation at hand, I wouldn't be opposed to Nagelsmann, you know, dumping the rigid 4-2-3-1 slash 4 triple two and going for a 4-3-3 approach since the midfield is stacked. Mm-hmm. So maybe like a midfield three of Joshua Kemis, Goretzka, and Zabitzer. Yeah. You know, let Goretzka do his box-to-box defensive thing, Kemis take a deeper playmaker role, and Zabitzer operate as a wide midfielder who can also take shots from outside the box and roam at the AM spot instead of, you know, playing... And, and, and the reason I didn't mention Thomas Miller is because... Number one, he is not the same player he was before. He certainly isn't. Yeah, I feel and like this is the first season in forever where he's actually been like kind of carrying that uh, hip issue. I agree. Yes, like we we rarely see him carry an injury like this. We're not sure about his injury situation as well, but I think that you know if he's fit, obviously he would also be one of Nagelsmann's preferred players. But given the injury situation, what I'm saying is because we have so many midfielders in the squad and. They're all fighting for minutes and they're all super quality midfielders. Like Zabitzer has been really good with his performances. I think we, it'd be unfair to say that he hasn't done, he's, he hasn't ex- exceeded our expectations this season. And Goretzka and Kimish, we know how good they are. So yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to having a three man midfield. There you have it, a 4 3 3, you know, for Nagelsmann this yeah. season. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that, I mean, when you're talking about that, to me, it's just, you know, we talk about Daily Blind filling in where he has to. Gravenberg, Sabitzer, different rotations, different looks up front between, you know, and we haven't even mentioned Chupa Moatang's name. Absolutely. You know, do we go yes. with a natural striker? And then when Mane comes back to the fray, Leroy Zane, Serge Gnabry, Kingsley Coman, and Musiala. It's like, how do you fit all of these, you know, very, very good puzzle pieces into said puzzle? And that's the balancing act. And it's going to have to be an ever-changing type of thing with the amount of matches that we're going to be having in quick succession, 100%. especially yeah. in the build-up to PSG. And, you know, obviously, Schnitzel, there will be uh, an outcome to that. Like, we will either be moving on in the Champions League or we won't. So we'll either have more fixtures to worry about or less. So it'll change once we get to that part, too, I'm sure, from a, a squad planning standpoint. And same with, uh, I think it's Mainz. In the round of sixteen in the day of people call, like we will either have another fixture in that competition to worry about or not. So we will have to see when we get there. But it is Nagelsmann, yeah. uh, Top Mahler, his coaching staff, like it is their job to get those balancing acts right and making sure you know if it's the certain eleven players that he wants to field out there, if he feels that that eleven is best in a four three three, like you were just talking about, or a four two three one, or a four three uh, two one, whatever it is. 
um, God forbid, maybe even a back three, which I think I need no name will probably immediately turn off the podcast. Yeah. Uh, once he, once he that. hears that, yeah. but you know, case in point, I think he has to use the right formation with the right players that he has available and the right players that he's going to put out there for the starting 11 that he plans on using uh, for the five substitutes. Yeah. So, so, so it's good that you mentioned that because I think that despite there being injuries in the Bayern squad, they are still pretty well equipped in yes. all areas outside of defense, because obviously we're having a bit of a defensive crisis right now. And, uh, it doesn't really look good at the goalkeeper situation either, which we will come to very shortly. Yes. But, but, but that being said, I think that he has a lot of pieces at his disposal in both midfield and attack. So he, this is now the time for Nagelsmann to use his supreme squad depth to its most devastating effect. And by that, I mean that he can field two or more formations of, you know, starting caliber players. I'm talking about like different players, right? Within the mm-hmm. team. Yeah. Two successive games instead of just feeling the same formation over a stretch of like 12, 15 games where you have to also play midweek matches. Right. So I expect to see more of Gravenberg, more of Zabitzer, and more of players like, you know, Coman, Gnabry in attack, as opposed to just seeing Muziala, Zane, and Chupamoting start every single game. Mm, because exactly, exactly. In the long run, it's not sustainable. And we also may- want to make sure that every single player is you know ready to just take on that opportunity when the time comes because you never know when injuries hit and for yeah. Bayern it always comes at the oh, worst yeah. of time. course right, right we've before become accustomed to uh, expecting that every yeah. season and it's really difficult to throw them under the bus right when the picture arrives so i would i would if i were Nagelsmann, i would probably use these players from the get go you know rotate them properly so that every single player has match fitness every single player is ready to play you know when called upon and that the formation the attack you know gets going smoothly so that there are no hiccups i would have to 100% agree with you there and of course as long time listeners of bavarian podcast works would know especially the flagship episode when you and i link up we're like team optimism so there might be some more uh glass you know half empty type of people that are listening to them to us uh you know kind of thinking right now yeah 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 that's all well and true and it's nice to be that optimistic but this isn't what reality is and yeah certain things will happen asap yeah yeah (laughs) why is he even i mean he can't he he hasn't you know beaten PSG yet. He he isn't he hasn't won a single Champions League yet, and he probably was lucky to you know reach that semi final with RB Leipzig. So he he's a guy with no experience. Let's sack him ASAP. You know. Yeah, and I mean and I mean oh the, the nerve of the guy winning a DFL Super Cup and calling himself the title hamster. Yeah, and yeah. Loose translation. <laughs> <laughs> like. What do you mean? Like three titles and you're already a title hamster? Come on, man. <laughs> it, it's not even three, is it? It's two. Or did he win the Super Cup in his first season at Bayern? He did, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah oh, okay, yeah. so it is three titles, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, those two and the Bundesliga, but like pessimists would not call the DFB Super oh, Cup. Oh, if, if, so, if he yeah. wins uh, the Champions League with Bayern, he will be like the he would be it, hamster meister be or something. I would... I would pay to get like a commission photo of like a hamster's body with like his head on it, hoisting all of the uh, the silver he's won with Bayern. 
Yeah, 100%. and I, I know would... that Chuck would go in on that with me because I know that he and I have a lot of fun with the fact that you know, and it's and it's one of those things too, Schnitzel, where I think it was like a loose translation, like that's not like exactly what he said, but we just take it and run with it. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent, and and I, I just think that it would be undisputable to you know, uh, it, it it would make no sense to question his credentials by that time because. Firstly, I think it's super unrealistic to expect the Champions League of him this season. Like, if we get past PSG, that is a real possibility. But if we do, he is certainly one of the best acquisitions we've made from a coaching viewpoint, you know, over the years. Oh, so. 100%. And I mean, Hansi coming in, you know, when he did, they made it so that any of his uh, successors are always going to have it up against him. Like, hey, this guy just came in, was the assistant, won a treble. What are you going to do for Bayern? <laughs> yeah. But Schnitzel, you mentioned uh, the keeper situation earlier, so uh, I do think that is something that we need to get into. So speaking of keepers, Schnitzel, obviously we all know on the heels of Germany having their terrible World Cup, Manuel Neuer, as much of the German players did, went on a little bit of a holiday, you know, get it out of your system, get into a good headspace, spend time with family, loved ones, do whatever you have to do to both physically and mentally refresh, regenerate, come back ready to return to your club and ready to have a strong Rook Runda and second part of the season. But as we all know, what did Neuer choose to do? go skiing and he broke his leg and probably the most FC Hollywood thing to do ever. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> now we don't have, for me, one of the, if not the best current goalkeepers in the world in our squad for the remainder of the season. As we all pretty much know as Bayern fans, um, Jan Sommer from Borussia Mönchengladbach, who is often our kryptonite in the Bundesliga when we play uh, Defolen, is always making a ridiculous amount of saves against us. As we know earlier in the Hinrunda, set a Bundesliga record for saves in a single Bundesliga match in our 1-1 draw, um, which was uh, an exciting game in the Hinrunda schnitzel and uh, what Julian Nagelsmann had called at the time the best we had played at the season uh, thus far, but like we just could not break down the penetrable wall that was Jan Sommer. Obviously, he plays for uh, Switzerland as well. But a lot of back and forth, Schnitzel. He, right as it stands at this juncture, he wants to join us. He wants Bayern. He knows that when Neuer comes back in the summer, when he's fit, there's going to be a battle for the number one spot. And it's if, you know, assuming he joins us and he is the de facto replacement, the number one guy, because the club has made it clear they don't want to rely on Sven Ulreich for that in Neuer's absence, he's ready to fight with Neuer for, you know, that number one spot when Neuer's back fit. He understands that. He wants to come, but Gladbach don't want to sell him. And we're talking a fee of around 4 million, 5 million euros. His contract is up in the summer. He could easily leave on a free. Bayern has so much leverage. Just about the only thing that Gladbach has is the fact that they know how desperate Bayern is to get an ample replacement for Manuel Neuer and fast, right? We had this internal deadline from our front office of January 6th, which has come and gone. Uh, I don't even know. Oh my God, what day is it today? So for you, it might actually already be January 9th, but uh, even no, conservatively, it's, it's, it's still the 8th. Yeah. Oh yes, because you're in Germany. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. The rare, uh, <laughs> okay. not A uh, not so rare Tom slip up. But anywho, <laughs> so yeah, we're two days after that deadline and guess what, Schnitzel? We do not have a new keeper signed and ready to go to be the replacement. Obviously, uh, both... Bayern and Gladbach are in their preseason training camps uh, in warm weather. So 
we don't know if this is going to get over the line. So, Schnitzel, I just want to get your thoughts. I mean, with everything considered, I know their vice president was coming out pretty much taking a hardline stance saying they don't want to get rid of Jan Sommer despite the keeper's um, strong desire to leave and only for Bayern. Do you think this gets over the line before the January transfer window? And I'll say that maybe not before we take on Leipzig on the 20th conservatively. Like, does this get done before the end of the window? I think it's really tricky. But given that the Bayern board has a very good track record of getting transfers over the line right at the depth, right in the nick of time. And I also think that they have identified some targets. They already have done their scouting and everything. Now it's just a matter of details. And Jan Zomer really wants to leave. He wants to join us. He has that inclination and he really is uh, most... I think the uh, player uh, details have already been agreed with the club. Yes. And I think an agreement has been reached with Bayern. So uh, that that considered, I'm I'm pretty sure that it, it'll get over the line. I'm confident, you know, of Brazo's ability, especially bearded Brazo, who has this uncanny <laughs> sort of uh, knack of pulling off even the most, you know, incredible of transfers. So I think Sommer will join Bayern. And I really hope it happens fast because we really need him because we could do with a lot of that shot stopping. He is not yes. half bad at ball distribution himself. So, well, yeah, think- so we could do with uh, him breaking his own record instead of 100%. a typical Bayern way to lose where we have 20 shots, you know, 16 on target. And, you know, let's say like a Mainz has two on us and two goals. And we yeah, I mean, one. <laughs> uh, against PSG, like him and Navas, it's going to be absolutely ridiculous. You know, the battle of the, you know, the better saver or the better. Oh, better is uh, Donnarumma hurt or is he? Uh, so I don't really play in the Champions League. For no, them? I think I think Donnarumma might play, but I'm just, I just think that PSG might just go with Navas, you know, against Bayern because they know that he has that experience and he always turns up against. Bayern. Well, and as we know, Schnitzel, That's do you remember? Does. The 1920 season, how amazing Neuer was against PSG, 100%. especially in the final that we won. Like amazing, he, vintage. He made, Neuer. I think, 11 saves, and one of that was a ridiculous double save of Neymar. Yeah, off Neymar. Yep, that I was remember that. very vividly. Yeah. Yeah, so if anything, I would love Zomer to recreate that kind of a performance. And I think he has it in him, you know, to do that. He just can be an absolute brick wall, a very frustrating one at that on his day. And we've been at the wrong end of that. Exactly. It'll be good. (laughs) You know, if you can't beat them, just buy him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I guess it's really good in that sense that, you know, we won't be uh, having to face Zomer again if we sign him, you know, because he'll be playing for us. And also because I just think he's the most reliable option right now in the market. Like, I think Livakovic, too much hype in just four or five games in the World Cup. Yeah. I don't think he has been that great in club, club competitions, in all honesty. And uh, the other options, like Yazid Bunu, who has been playing for Sevilla, I think he'll he'll be available for something crazy, like 30 million, which is yeah. too And then high. also for those who aren't uh, aware, the Moroccan goalkeeper from the World Cup. Yes, uh, that is Yassine Bono. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I was oh, okay. <laughs> tying the dots for those my who like, might yeah, not yeah, have known. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mention it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Yeah. And uh, I think Ilan uh, uh, Melier as well of Leeds. He's also a pretty decent option. But Zomer stands high and mighty above the rest because he is fantastic for Switzerland always. And he's a great, reliable option for Gladbach as well. So if we sign him, it's going to be great. Granted, once Neuer is back, it is going to be a battle with him in the Sommer. Well, and exactly the fact that Sommer like understands that 
and is okay with it. Some of these other guys who are a little bit younger don't necessarily have the same contractual situation right now that Sommer does. They might be like, yep. well, no, 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 no. I don't want to like Newbull. I guarantee that's part of his thinking when he's like, I have a great gig at Monaco. I have time left on my loan spell here. Why would I give this up knowing that, you know, I might be able to get the stint as Bayern's main guy for the rest of the season. But then I just have to worry mm-hmm. about Neuer being over my shoulder once he's back. And 100%. then he's back to square one to where he was after he joined from Schalke. Yeah. So I don't know with Newbell, I would have preferred if Newbell joined, you know, because he is a much better option in the sense that in the long run, I think he should take the torch from Neuer. But you, mean, you would have rather Newbel than Sommer? Yeah, because... Wow, okay, okay. This is a, with another bold one. Because, <laughs> yes, Sommer solves many of our problems right now in the short term, but he is 33 and he is definitely not our long-term option. So I think we're just delaying the inevitable. That is, we need a young keeper to take on the reins from Neuer. Well, Schnitzel, and, and I'll even, because of you're just speaking about age, I'll even one-up you in this. And Oliver Kahn, how many times has he you know, echoed the sentiment he thinks that Neuer can play until he's 40? Do you agree with him in that? Or is that a little bit of wishful thinking from Kahn? Goalkeepers' no, I, union. <laughs> I, I actually agree with him on that. I, I, I Very honestly, I think... Because Neuer's game relies less on speed and, you know, less on the attributes that, you know, would otherwise make other goalkeepers amazing shot stoppers. I mean, he does have amazing reflexes, but his game is more centered around ball distribution and he does that so excellently. And I think with age, it's just getting more refined. So mm-hmm. I think that he could well play at his very best, uh, you know, in the ball distribution aspect till the age of 40 or even beyond, like, Gigi Buffon, who still continues yeah. to defy all odds, and you know, and then maybe we can stage. put a uh, clause in his contract about you know no extreme sports on your holidays. One hundred percent, yeah, that should be done. And, <laughs> and that being said, yeah, I think that when when that does happen, and you know, Neuer enters, the, he has already entered the twilight. But like as he ages, he could even be, you know, sharing duties with Newbell. Like I, I would like that transition to go sort of smoothly, you know, just yeah. uh, sort of phase him into the, you know, uh, by starting 11, but also get that amazing, you know, teaching and that coaching, that experience from Neuer, which was what I would have hoped. But now it doesn't look very likely that Newbell is coming. So mm-hmm. massive missed opportunity. But Zomer has said that he would, you know, if he joins Bayern, fight for a spot. And that he would not settle for number two, which is great. So yeah. I think I think it's gonna be great when you know Neuer returns from his injury and maybe in the Zomer they fight it out. Oh my god. We thought we had enough dad jokes earlier, but Schnitzel just comes on. I don't know how long he had that one loaded up, but everyone I already did it, it once before, you just didn't notice. So <laughs> Did you really? I did, yeah. You just missed it, man. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, I'm all about humility here. Like I know like so many people know how many mistakes I've made on here, whether it's like stuff I know and I just say it wrong or like, uh, like Jake Fenner can remember me (laughs) pronouncing the the Maldives wrong when, uh, you know, talking Ah. about people going on holiday there. That happens to be a, uh, I feel like a European football or favorite spot for holidays. Yeah, 100%. you know, yeah. a very nice, uh, warm weather, tropical getaway. They have the uh, the beach where you can, uh, where like Greece the, as well, for that matter. Yeah, have you ever seen it? Just in the one I'm talking about, where like the pigs are like walking around in the water. I th- I'm pretty sure that's in the Maldives, and you can like go up and pet them and stuff. 
No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> I should check that out. You should look it up that on social media. It's, it's pretty wow, funny. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't know. It, it, maybe they could be like some kind of uh, something else, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, they're just these big pigs that like Swimming walk in around water. in the water. Yeah. You can just go up. And Are you pet sure them. they don't just hippos? <laughs> oh, 100% sure. Like, hippos, okay. I know, are like pretty dangerous. You know, yeah. they could be very territorial, but, uh, okay. you know, yeah, this is your um, Animal Planet installment of Bavarian uh, Podcast Works. All right. Just in case any yeah. of you were like looking forward to that. But Schnitzel, I do have to agree with you. Um, I do think Sommer will get over the line. Um, there's just a lot of this sort of, like you said, fine-tuning the details. But with the fact that like he wants to come uh, and he ex- expressed that, not desperately, that's a bad word to use, but like and I think and vividly. For five million, it's an amazing deal. It yeah, is, yeah. Like I, I'm like a little befuddled as to why I don't see more people talking about that aspect of this. Like in like you know, age for an outfield player is one thing, but for a goalkeeper, I think it's just a little bit different. Thirty three is actually the prime. It, yeah. it is the prime age. You're signing like you just a have the experience for just like five the, your keeper's not running box to box. You know, in like. But yeah, you can get battered and, and beaten with all the saves you have to make. And, you know, if you have a keeper that loves playing like, you know, paddle ball, you know, mountain biking, hiking and, you know, skiing like yeah, like, lawyer, <laughs> like you you can yeah. argue he's per- perhaps putting himself on the more more of a line on holiday than he is on the actual pitch itself. That but. is honestly that is an aspect that I know that many people said that, you know, you couldn't have possibly predicted him getting injured during a skiing trip and all that. But I just feel like when players do this, they are asking for it. Yeah. Like you're a football player and you know that the season is going to resume. You know that you have a massive responsibility. You are a starter for one of the best clubs in the world. And they will definitely be needing your service against the best of opposition, including PSG, you know, consisting of Neymar and Mbappe. And I don't, want, I don't even want to think about it, you know, it's like... Yeah. It's 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 absolutely like crazy how amazing that that forward lineup is, and it's 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 scary to think about you know the fact that they we have never played against PSG with all three players in their attack so far. We've yeah. always had so it was Di Maria the last time, so it's going to be Messi this time. So I'm pretty sure that we need the very best of our defense to get through them. And with all things considered. You know, Neuer, the way he's dealt with the situation, like, you know, he shouldn't really have gone skiing in my opinion, but even, you know, even so, like, it's just terrible that this came at such a bad time for us. Mm-hmm. And and that being said, I just hope he has a speedy recovery and I hope that Bayern gets a clause into all player future contracts that prohibits them from doing any sort of dangerous sports, you know, yeah. in, in, in any time remotely close to the season that could endanger the season for the club because this is a massive blow, you know? And I mean, I think I speak for both of us when I say we don't want to indict him as a man or his, you know, decision-making. And it perhaps is like maybe a little bit greedy of us as fans to kind of sit here and say that you want them to be happy in life and do the things they love and, you know, have a very uh, strong sense of mental health. But I agree. at the yes. same time, you know, it does seem like it's a bit of calculated risk. You know, I'm not a skier myself. I don't know if you are schnitzel. I'm not sure if there's details of like, uh, you know, like, like what kind of uh, slope it was or like a trail. Um, yeah. I'm not really too sure on that front, but. I, I feel like there are definitely other options out there for recreation. I'm not saying that he is wrong to choose that. I'm just saying that when you put yourself in that position, you are completely responsible for whatever happens. And I think yeah. Neuer should take full responsibility for what has happened to him, which is, you know, his own doing. 
frankly. Like, I know that the injury itself is unlucky, but, you know, to put yourself in that position to make yourself vulnerable to injury, that itself, you know, it's kind of a risk in itself. I mean, so. in the back of my mind, I'm just like, man, you want a, you want a good time. Just go over to Thomas Muller and his farm and listen 100%. to his jokes. Feed horses, <laughs> you know? Yeah, feed the animals <laughs> with Thomas Muller for your holidays. I mean, yeah. how about that? I, I believe Thomas Miller has a horse named Neuer, so he could meet the other Neuer in the stable. You know? There you go. There yeah. you go. The goat meets the horse. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure my idea of holiday... You're having a uh, farm already. Manuel Neuer's and Thomas Miller's is a little bit different, but not, nonetheless, if you know they ever listen to this, I mean, hey, that would be that would honestly be uh, like social media gold, too, like if they were hanging out on a yeah, holiday. Yeah, like the goat and the horse could grace together, you know? <laughs> But so schnitzel. So I kind of want like a final word from you on this. So you think the goalkeeping situation will end as follows. Sommer gets over the line before the window closes. I do think that. And I also think that he is here to stay. I think he will battle it out with Neuer. And that doesn't spell good news for Spenal Rice. But then thank you so much for being such a dependable keeper in all honesty. But I think, you know, probably uh, wouldn't, if Zomer joins, wouldn't be the second option once Neuer's back, but he might get minutes every now and then, like our own Tom Stark, you know? Yeah, coming out of retirement, basically. Back in 2014, 15, you know, came back, I think a stretch of two or three games to save our season. That was pretty heroic, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think he was a a player who the club loved, regardless of, uh, you know, the, the the matches he played and whether he got minutes or not. So, Ulrich could, you know, have that kind of a role and even mentor the youngsters, you know, the Bayern campus, which would also be pretty tremendous. So, I think that is the best case scenario. But, you know, Gladbach could always pull the trigger from the deal in the last minute and just say, no, you're not going anywhere, which would be terrible for Bayern. But, yeah. but I don't know. I just hope that this gets cleared and over the line because not having a goalkeeper and just putting all your hopes on all rice before a game against PSG. That scares me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess my final word would be, I agree with you. I think Sommer gets over the line. I think it, I personally think it gets even done actually closer to this podcast being released probably than uh, to our opening Rukrunda match uh, away at uh, RB Leipzig. Um, I'm, I'm, mm. I'm that confident. And That's- in the same vein that we were talking about the nature in which the Daily Blind transfer was announced. If it's not Zomer, then it's something like that. That kind of almost comes out of thin air. Maybe it's a name that we had previously been linked with either loosely or slightly heavily at one point or another before we kind of knew the front office had a preference to a German speaker and someone that wanted to stay at Bayern long term and not just be like a stop gap, a stop, stop gap, so to speak, excuse me. So that's kind of how I feel on that. It's it's either summer or something uh, that pleasantly surprises us um, in the same way that Daily Blin uh, kind of did that for a lot of us. Unless you know, there's some you know Bayern fan wizards out there that uh, like almost like you Schnitzel, where you were calling the formations <laughs> in the Hinrunde and the end of the last season and just getting it yeah. right. And we're just like what calling the, heck? the injuries, calling the formations, calling a bunch of other stuff. You know, including. I guess, uh, yeah, even Goretzka's injury, right? If you remember. Yeah. I mean, you were on a hot streak, and now all of a sudden you're in Germany. So, you know, if there's any conspiracy theorists out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, try, maybe try and connect the dots on Schnitzel. Yeah. 
And then, and then before you know it, I'm part of the Bayern supervisory board. You know, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how. <laughs> like Schnitzel's career path, you know, from yeah. from uh, BPW to the you sitting next to Oliver Kahn, you know, with uh, you know folded arms, just intimidating everybody. And then you yeah. have a beard like uh, yeah, like Brazo that, that, does, that, and a samurai I, picture of you. I unleashed that that side of me, you know, the side that nobody knew about. <laughs> and I know that like no one can see you, but like I still I still see uh like younger, better looking uh Joel Matup Matip Schnitzel <laughs> for all of you out there. <laughs> he always denies it. He always denies it, but he, he is. If Joel Matip was cooler looking, had more hair, and was just overall a little bit uh cooler looking, that's uh schnitzel for you. If you say so, much. <laughs> I do, man. I do. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Schnitzel, I think we've covered a lot. I know it's pretty much like for goalkeeping. And then, you know, with the injuries we have in defense, like almost a little bit of a musical chairs, goalkeeper, defensive, midfield, musical chairs, the rotations, the transfers, filling that uh, goalkeeper gap. I mean, it's a lot. And, you know, there's a lot to be uh, completed and worked on before that opening but, match and you know what a way to start that, that just means that we have a lot of other stuff to cover in the, in the coming weeks and it's going to be busy for us as well at Berlin podcast oh, yeah. and football works so yeah oh absolutely and then what a I way guess. to start the Rook Runda uh, an away trip to the Red Bull Arena for Leipzig that it's is always yeah. an eventful Same. one there yeah exactly it could be 5-4 it could be 1-0 you never know with those matchups you really don't <laughs> yeah I mean hopefully this time you know it's in our favor like I think the last time we met Leipzig in the Hinrunde, sorry, in the Rukrunde, it was a very exciting game. Yes. I, I hope uh, Bayern is able to get a positive result this time. And I think they will. That is my prediction. You can oh. have a prediction for the game as well. Yeah. Bayern's oh, yeah. There be- you go. 2 yeah. 1 Bayern. <laughs> this I think, far I, out. I think it's going to be 3 1. Oh, there you so, go. A 2 yeah, 1 and yeah. a 3 1. We'll take it. Which, Nitzel, I think this is a, a good place to end. It was amazing to link up with you again. And now that I have this new and improved laptop, making not only my life, but your life exponentially Infinitely easier. easier, yes. And the fact that you're in European time zone now, like we are just really cooking with gas now. <laughs> the uh, the benefits and how much more dad jokes we can get across the airwaves on BPW, which everyone's probably just thinking, Tom, just shut up just, right now. And the just podcast. rolling their eyes, you know, eyeballs just, you know, going inside their, you know, skull, <laughs> just going to the back of their eye sockets. Yeah. Exactly. But as yeah, always, yeah. thank you guys for again. listening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you do use to listen to your podcasts. And now that I have a better laptop, maybe I will be able to, you know, beam up to the aliens and get our, our streams up there and make sure that they're listening to us and they can offer us some critique. I know that's uh, finally <laughs> exactly, you know, Schnitzel and I like to joke about that. But yeah, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Megaphone, whatever, whatever else it is that's out there, please be sure to like, rate and subscribe. Tell us, tell up, tell Oh my God. Tell other people you know about us is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> other Tom Get to listen, even if they don't like Bayern, go up to a random stranger and be like, hey, listen to Bavarian Podcast Works. Be sure to check uh, us out at BavarianFootballWorks.com. Try to peer pressure schnitzel into getting a Twitter. You can follow the blog at, at BavarianFBWorks and then myself at Tommy Ace or Tommy Adam 71 I don't really do much on there other than like randomly pop in, do like a Peaky Blinders gif or something like that. Or Chuck but, will reply to me complaining about Liverpool or something. But 
definitely also make sure you're following the Bavarian Football Box Twitter account because Tom covers most of our match commentary. And as you know, he comes up with some really delightful tweets, some very famous yes. ones, iconic ones, some that may <laughs> or may not get framed and go on the walls of some houses. But yes. anyways, yeah, just make sure yeah, you if, if we win uh, a certain European trophy, there will be a framed picture of a tweet of mine uh, with a, mis- mis- a few misspelled words. Let's put it that way. Uh, when we got off to a, a winning and- start in a clean you know what in the chat i prompt tom to when that happens you know write an entire article about it detailing the entire situation once again yes. and put a picture of that very very frame you know up on there in the article and describe it yes <laughs> there you have i it. will pose for a photo um we, i'll be holding a, a bed sheet um and i'll have one foot on a toilet seat even better yes <laughs> let's get that done Nagelsmann you know what to do there's your Champions League motivation exactly exactly if there wasn't already enough now you have it so guys until next time thanks again for listening and off we just saying